In the words of a king, there is power. And as we behold him with unveiled faces, we're transformed into the very image of God. Welcome to the teaching ministry of Dr. K. Ijishesan, brought to you by Kingswood Ministries International. We believe that as you listen, faith is stirred up in you to become all that God has called you to be. You know, we've been running this amazing series for the last several weeks on prosperity reign, and I believe it keeps on getting better. Say after me, say, I'm in reign. I feel it everywhere. Hallelujah. You know, Zechariah chapter 1, verse 17. Zechariah chapter 1 and verse 17. Let me start with that scripture. I want to establish something this morning that God has a plan for your prosperity. God is committed to your prosperity. Don't you never say, God has, God has a plan for my prosperity. God is pleased when I prosper. Tell at least three people around you, God is pleased when I prosper. Now, can we read the scripture loud and clear? The scripture on the screen. From this scripture, we can see that prosperity does not just benefit you, it benefits God. He says it's going to take prosperity for his city to what? Spread out. You know, growing up, there's this adage or whatever you call it. You say, oh, something is as broke as what? Church rat. I don't know where they got it from. Number one, churches don't produce rats. And if any rat makes it to church, it should not be broke. Because the church is not broke. In fact, rats in church should be fat. But they are not supposed to be in church. That's the point. But the scripture says, my cities shall again what? Spread. Through what? Prosperity. So when you prosper, God is enlarged. God is expressed. God is manifested. Now, this morning, I want to run through a few things before I zero on something. You know, in the last several weeks, we've dealt with a number of things which I want us to run through because I've come to realize there's power in repetition. People don't get it the first time you say it. I don't know if you know that. People get it when you say it over and over again. I did something with some uh, toddlers, yes, toddlers in church today, little kids. You know, they saw me and they were looking at me. So I, I you know, in the last few weeks, I just purposely walked to them and hugged them. And they're like, hey. So this time around, I pulled them. I said, come here. You should know what to do better. Come here. So they, about three of them were around me. So I have them. And we greeted. And I say, repeat after me. Say, I'm an African girl. Say, I'm an African girl. That lives in America. So when I see people, I greet them. Some of you know that is right. That's right. America was not always like this. It's rude for you to see people, especially people that you encounter regularly, and you just walk past them. 
Your guest comes home and your kids are just doing their thing. You're like, it's okay, they are little kids. No, come here. Say hello. So, and I said, did you get it? They said they got it. So I had somebody record it on video. I'm going to put it on my Instagram. I'm serious. It's important. I mean, to the glory of God, we have two adults in our whole house now. Can't call them kids again. I mean, we had to do it. At some point, when they were growing up, tell me, Tolu, come, greet. And we didn't get the result by saying it the first time. We didn't get the result because we said it two times. We, we insisted on it. We insisted on honor. We insisted on, you know, you know, attitude. You don't just wake up in the morning and walk past me. I say, come here, young man, come back. Come back. What happened? I don't know what you encountered in the dream. I don't. Anything you are dealing with, I don't care. You don't. Mommy, mm, don't mommy me. Come back. Good morning, mom. You know, the first time they would do it with attitude. The second time they would do it with attitude. Then after a while, it will become part of their nature. Are you following me? So, I mean, I'm going to give you that free of charge. I'm not charging you. That's parenting class. Listen, as parents, you have a right to insist that your, ch- your children are cultured. They are respectful. They treat people nicely. They're not rude to people, including people that come around to help you out in the house. It's very, very important. So the same thing applies to spiritual things. Spiritual things have to be emphasized over and over before we get it. You don't get it once because it's said once. You get it because it's repeated over and over. I learned early ministry the power of repetition. You repeat it, repeat it until it becomes part of you. So let's do some repetition today, right? Is that clear? Okay. So I call them prosperity ring essentials. I'm going somewhere, but I got to run through some few things first. Uh, the first thing where prosperity is concerned is that the revelation of God as your source is key. Write it down. The revelation of God as what? Your source. Your job is not your source. Your boss is not what? Your source. That business that is bringing you tens of thousands on a weekly basis is not what? Your source. That skill, that education, that you know, medical degree, pharmacy, pharmacy degree, engineering degree, whatever degree you have is not your source. Write it down. My job is not my source. God remains my what? My source. Psalm 23 verse 1 says it all. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Then there's a scripture I love so much referring to that and that Psalms 20 verse 7. Give me Psalms 20 verse 7. Somebody shout Hallelujah. Remind yourself from time to time, this job is not my source. This is just a channel. Even if it shuts down, God will raise another channel. You don't need to go into panic mode because they say they are shutting down your company. God is not shutting down. Are you listening to me? He says some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. That's where our trust is. We keep it in my memory, in our memory. Is 
in the front place in our mind. God is our source. He's responsible for us financially. What is going on economically, nationwide, globally, does not have to impact you if you see God as your source. A perfect example. We, we, we can see in the book of First Kings chapter 17. I'm not you know the story of Elijah when there, was, when there was no rain in Israel. God took him to the brook of Sherit and for months he was preserved. Ravens, birds that are naturally stingy. Now, if you go study ravens, ravens are very peculiar birds. Most, I mean, most animals will still take care of their offsprings to an extent. But ravens give birth to offsprings and walk away from them. And guess what? Of all animals, God picked ravens to feed. Oh my God. Is somebody getting it? God picked ravens. And the next channel, because after a while, that channel shut down. The next channel was a woman who thought she only had a meal to feed herself and her, and her son. And God says, that is the next channel. Because God is trying to make a point. It's not about the channel. It's about me. Right now. So don't get carried away by any channel. I've had experiences along those lines before that maybe I'm doing some kind of business and the returns is very massive and you look at it, you know, the way you go to your bank account and you're having a worship session. Oh my God, God is good. Is really God is good or the account is swelling. And in the midst of, in the middle of one of those experiences, the Lord spoke to me, he said, why are you excited? Are you excited because of the channel or because of me? I'm like, Really? Yes. Because it seems your excitement is because of this channel. But this channel can shut down. Your trust is in the channel. You know, some people are so confident because of their background. The cyber security expert. I'm a medical doctor. I'm a cardiologist. I'm a pediatrician. I'm a dentist. I don't care what you are. There's nothing natural that is reliable that much. God is the only ever reliable source. Every other things are channels. And no matter the channel that shuts down, for as long as God remains your source, you will be kept. That is so key. In the school of prosperity, God is the source. Can we say loud and clear? Say, God is my source. So, secondly, the blessing is my foundation. I'm loving this. So, God is my source. Then the next thing you must know is that the blessing is my what? Foundation. I have a foundation in the blessing. And that's why I will, be, I will be fruitful, I will multiply, I will fill the heart, I will subdue any opposition, and I will what? I will dominate. Because the blessing is my foundation. God met with Abraham, and the next thing he was saying, he says, I will bless you. And because I'm blessing you, you will be fine. Don't you never say, as long as the blessing is working, you are fine. Come on, say loud and clear. Say the blessing. Hey, come on, get on your feet. I'm not too impressed the way you are. Is the blessing we're talking about? Say the blessing is walking. You are fine. I love what the Bible says about the blessing. Say the blessing of the Lord make it rich. 
and added no sorrow. Turn to your neighbor and say, the blessing is your heritage. And because of that heritage, you are fine. Lift up your hands and shout, I am blessed! You may be seated. The blessing is so rich that if you have it as your foundation, regardless of what is happening to the economy, you will be fine. By the way, God, who is your source, funds you through the blessing primarily. You know, we established that God is your source. Now, he funds you through what? The blessing. But the blessing is primarily spiritual in nature. Ephesians 1.3 says we have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in what? Heavenly places. I say, oh, but, but I think I need material things. Ladies and gentlemen, everything material came from a spiritual source. If the blessing is spiritual, there's nothing material it cannot produce. In Genesis chapter 26, when there was famine in the land, in Gerah, and Isaac was considering moving out of the place, God showed up. He said, you don't need to move because I have a covenant that guarantees the blessing with your father that extends to you. And because of that covenant that brings the blessing, you will be fine. And Genesis chapter 26 verse 12 says, and Isaac sowed in the land in spite of the famine, and in the same year, he read a hundredfold. He said, and the man went forward, was great, and became very great. That's what the blessing does. The blessing, you know, irrespective of the economic situation, delivers. Lift up your two hands where you are sitting and shout, I am blessed. So you have God as your source, and you have the blessing as your foundation. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. There's something about someone that wears the blessing. You know, when you wear the blessing, you don't get afraid anyhow. Oh, they said this report, they said that report. It's okay, I'll be fine, regardless of what is happening. People that establish in the blessing don't get thrown to and fro everywhere because of what is happening around them because they know there's a foundation of the blessing that works all the time. Famine can't touch it. Drought can't touch it. Austerity can't touch it. What is the, the economy people? What are the other names? Austerity, recession, possession, Whatever shown has no impact on what? The blessing. Somebody shout, the blessing, the blessing is real. Hey, the blessing is what? Real. I'm conscious of it. I wear it on my mind. I have a revelation of the true foundation of my prosperity, which is what? The blessing. And thirdly, Favor, which is divine providence, gives you what you don't deserve as a catalyst. So the reason why you prosper is because you live in favor's zone. Favor's zone. Favor's zone. Favor. And by the way, favor is not fair. I love what the Bible says in Exodus chapter 3 verse 21. It says, I will give these people favor. And because of favor, he said, when they go out, they will not go out empty-handed. Stretch out your hands and say, these hands are forbidden from being empty. Oh my God, this is powerful. I felt an anointing of the Holy Ghost. Get on your face say, my hands. They are forbidden from being empty. The favor of God causes me to be seen 
and it helps me to see by favor I am noticed in the palace by favor I break records by favor I set new records by favor the most unlikely person is involved in my promotion favor is working lift up your two hands and shout favor is working you may be seated favor is the catalyst of my of my of my prosperity i have favor i have favor walking i'm blessed and favor is at work now having said all that okay let me zero on what i want to talk about today i want to talk about the character for prosperity as exciting as you know prosperity is if you don't have the appropriate character prosperity can ruin you in fact for some people the best prayer you can pray for them is lord keep them the way they are so that they will not be destroyed in fact the bible says the prosperity of a fool will ruin him when you put money in the hands of a man without character you have just set him up for destruction. Luke chapter 12 and verse 15. Character is key. There is a character you must have in order to, you know, enjoy the prosperity reign appropriately. Look at it. He said, and Jesus said to them, he said, take it, beware of covetousness what is covetousness don't go to just chat gpt what is covetousness lawyer ben greed just give me another word i'm asking for lack of Come against every village spirit. <laughs> you know, there's a way your village, the village will just speak. <laughs> Beware of what? Covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. Lesson one in prosperity. Learn contentment. In fact, the Bible says, I believe in 1 Timothy chapter 6, is a godliness with contentment is what? Is a great gain. In other words, learn to celebrate where you are. Ooh, did you see the car your mate brought to church? But there are some of his mates that don't even have a car. So when we're talking about prosperity, we're not talking about being greedy. I want another thing. I want another thing. In fact, if that's your mindset, where prosperity is concerned, you are, you are abusive where prosperity is concerned. And I'm going to show you. There's a mindset of greed which makes you abusive. Because what God wants to give you is not just for you. If that is your mindset, what you're just going to do if you get more money is that you're going to harass the rest of us. You're going to get us in trouble. 
You're going to put us under prayer. You're going to say, look at me. Look at the world the Lord has done for me. You know, there are some shoes that are very, very oppressive. I went to preach for a friend of mine. I won't mention his name. Oh, my God. I sat next to him. And when he raised, he said, what is this? You know, there are shoes that... That shoe can buy some people's car. No exaggeration. I said, what? Ah, gold. I'm like, what? Where did you get it? So after the survey, I said, I like it. How much is it? No, when he told me the price, I stopped liking it. <laughs> because I, I remember, I mean, you know, you just like, ah, that's, that's Temi's first, I mean, that's Tuluani first semester. I don't like it too. <laughs> I'm content. Enjoy your shoes. <laughs> Enjoy it very well. But me, that shoe is not the will of God for my life now. Am I talking to somebody? Enjoy how far God has brought you. Celebrate your present face. Look at this house. I don't even like it again. Shut up. There was a time you were homeless. There was a time you were just looking for anybody to, to let you stay in a room, in their house. Now you have a house and you are so dissatisfied about the house. Now, you, you know, I don't like my car again. I, I can understand you believing God for the next level, but not that kind of attitude. Godliness with contentment is of great gain. For the life of a man does not consist in the abundance of things. If, if you are defined by material things, you are kana. Your mind needs to be renewed. It's not your car that defines you. If car, if if case not taking, you will get a car that will ride you. I mean, I've been ridden by cars two different times. I shared it with you. Yeah, two thousand. From nineteen ninety nine to two thousand, we had a car. When my wife sent me a picture of that car in Nigeria before I came, I was like, "Oh my God, we've arrived!" <laughs> oh my God, on their cold, fresh from the factory. Oh my God! And I saw the car and I loved it, and it was fine until the end of the month. And we, by the time the insurance, the warranty, everything, the car notes, everything, what was left was hundred dollars. And then I was a house husband with age four. Oh, I was once a house husband. So the other day I was told that somebody was complaining about age four. Uh, you are spoiled. I've been there, age four. Age four, no social security, nothing. What was my job? Drive my wife to work, <laughs> pick her from work. So I did the calculation $100. That's the balance. Ah! From that moment, I stopped liking the car. Within a month, I asked my wife, I said, do you still like the car? I said, no, really. Thank God for a good wife. Because some wife will fight you, say, ah, this car, I deserve it. She just left Cornell. She deserved it. But because I was around, she didn't deserve it. <laughs> or we did not deserve it. She deserved it before I came, but now that I've arrived, we did not deserve it. So we went to the dealership. 
and they said okay 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 let's see what we can and they brought this under civic this cute under civic that has 103,000 miles very solid car and by the time we did the calculation we saw like we about 300 to 400 of what we are paying we will not have to pay ah i say i like it i say i like it i like it we drove that car is it from sacramento or thereabouts we drove it home with joy the joy of the lord is upon my heart are we done i like that car did i miss the under no i don't miss the accord accord is not in accord with me then i remember when we were living around you know I didn't know what happened to me. Those days I used to go to auction. You know. At times, there's some places you should not go to, so you'll not be tempted. Fool, fool, fool. But, but, I don't know why I raised my hands. <laughs> <laughs> so there was this under, what's it? Oh, now under that is Mercedes. What's his name? Under Akura. Arel. 3.5 liter. That is very discriminating. It doesn't take regular gas. It takes the premium. And I did not know that. So I raised my hand. They bought it. I took it home. Say, baby, say the car we have. Oh my God. Ah, that car dealt with me. <laughs> on that three months, I put it on eBay. <laughs> False interest. Gone, gone. So. You know, the day somebody picked that car, I felt relieved. Deliverance, thank you, Jesus. Because for the three months or four months I used the car, the car was slapping me. Have you ever been to a, to a fuel, fuel station before? And by the time you were pulling the air, you, you were depressed, like, again, again. You know, that car, you know, even it was not brand new. You know, if it was brand new, at least it would still be good on gas. This one, you know, the kind of car that as you press, the accelerator, you can feel joy. I'm like, I just, where did I go? I said, no. They raised me better. I returned it. So if you see my Range Rover today, listen, I've used cars that were bigger than me before. If I'd used the Range 10 years ago, it would have been bigger than me. Am I talking to somebody else? You see somebody at his level and say, oh yeah, that's my level. No, it's not your tier level. Be content where you are. Turn to your neighbor and say, be content, be content with what you have. Don't get under pressure. Your life is not defined by things. Let me say this, including single people buying big houses. Hmm? your pastor who will sell to it yes i've cancelled people in the church before i want to go and build from the scratch how many of you just want to get your wife into trouble who will clean the basement no child has arrived even when they arrive they can't do anything somebody says oh, how do you know this? because i've been there before i move into a big house stress there are times what you need is a condo. There are times what you need is a townhouse. Just because you can afford it does not mean 
Have you even thought of the bills that comes with it? The spaces you will have to heat that you don't use. Even economically speaking, they don't make sense. My friends have. Let your friend move anywhere. I shared with you how one of my sons was going to buy something in one of these above. Say it's huge. It's like two acres. Say, do you have horses? He said, no. So I called the wife. He said, are you, are, do you want it? He said, no, pastor. So I called him. I said, your wife does not want to go. I'm in agreement with you. You are not buying houses there. And thank God he listens. And why was he going to do it? Because his friends bought a house. And you know, there's a way you go, big house, big compound. You don't need big compound now. In fact, if there's anything you need, you need an investment house. The small condo, maybe two units, the other unit, rent it out. Let that one pay the mortgage. Let them go and pay four bedroom, six bedroom. Even those of us that have big houses now, it's like, how did you get into this? When the kids got gone, it's like, oh my God. 75% of the space unused. And we still have to pay bills. The life of a man does not consist in the abundance of things. Don't get under pressure. Especially the social media age. Fake life everywhere. Fake life. Oh my God. See that chain. Maybe he's planning to, or she's planning to return it. It's just for the grams. Do you know some people, they go, <laughs> it's just for photo shoots. In fact, if you watch it very well, the tag is still there. They just come out. It's just for the gram. <laughs> so, I saw it in Nostrum's rack. No, rack, no, Nostrum, full Nostrum. I saw it in Nostrum. I want it. He does not want you. The life of a man does not consist in the abundance of things. God wants to increase you, but the purpose of the increase is not just to, you know, just show off. You know, I mean, God wants you to look good, but there's a difference between looking good and showing off. Showing off to make a point. We too, we have arrived. What they said, we will not be able to drive. We are driving. Where they said we will not be able to live. We are living. The life of a man does not consist in the abundance of things. You are a spirit. Things don't control you. You enjoy things. He has given us all things richly to what? Enjoy. But not to control us. Not to get us under pressure. Because the question is, if you eventually get that thing at that level, you will not enjoy it. The thing will be enjoying you. Learn to... I mean, I, I, mean, I appreciate the fact that... I, st- I mean, some of you... We're born with golden spoons, silver spoon. What kind of spoon did you come with? Wooden spoon. Oh, somebody said plastic spoon. <laughs> okay, some of us came without spoon. We came, it was like 
with our bare hands. No, we don't need spoon. No spoon. Spoonless. I know what it means to be broke. I've been super broke. Super broke. You know, that broke level that, you know, people will see you in own church and say, oh, wow, Brother K, you blessed us. Can we go and know your house? Ah, which house? I'm not going out yet. <laughs> yeah, which, yeah, yeah, I'm not going. Just, the Lord is good, full stop. You're not knowing my house. The, this house fellowship is where we meet. Anything you want to see, I really want to see. It's okay. Next house fellowship, I'll be available. I've been that broke, homeless, broke. But there is a way God raises you. As He's raising you, don't let it get into your head. Don't let things now begin to what define you. And please don't raise your children in such a way that they will not understand value. I'll say it. Why are you buying a 16-year-old a Tesla? Why? Hmm? I said it. I'm an apostle. I can say it. Why? Why? There's a Corolla there. She wouldn't understand value. See? I don't want my child to suffer because I really suffered. Uh, suffering helps, though. <laughs> you know, have you noticed that kids that grow up in those, you know, impoverished areas, they are very smart at a very young age. They are sharp. Sharp. No, mommy, watch. All their senses are wired. So don't even allow your breakthrough to constitute a problem. <laughs> you know, there was a time I was a little bit concerned. My, my little daughter then was, said, Daddy, can, we, can you drop me in Nostrum? Ah! In middle school. Why, why Nostrum? It's bullying there. <laughs> <laughs> One day I took her to Nostrum Rack. She went around and said, uh, I don't see anything here. Can we go to Rio Nostrum? I'm like, ah, it's already Nostrum. It's just that you pass Rack. <laughs> it's Nostrum. This is Nostrum with a what? With a Rack. I said, no, Dad, let's go to the Rio Nostrum. I'm like, oh my God, save me. Now she's saved. I won't tell you the process, but the Lord saved her. Last time, I said, Dad, can you drop me at a two store? Say, ah, although this one is now. <laughs> Come on, have you been blessed this morning? Get on your feet. Two <laughs> store. If anybody sees me here, I will like defend We're praying for transformation, but this transformation is, is too deep. I mean, let's meet our bowling team. Street store. I said, Oh, Dad, you'll be amazed what you can get in three stores.
<laughs> godliness with contentment is great gain. Don't you ever say godliness, godliness. with contentment is great gain. Oh, I know some men are very excited. I said, baby, did you hear that message? I think we need to play it again at home. Oh, yeah, you too. Pastor K, Pastor K heard from heaven. <laughs> Godliness with contentment is great. But in this prosperity series, I will take a session for women how to increase your husband's portfolio. I'm not, how many women will love that? And it involves how to spend more. Everybody say, my wife is not coming. <laughs> because the Lord gave me a revelation that the secret to more for your husband is you spending more. <laughs> you know, the more. So, could it be you are the one stopping the, your husband's breakthrough? Because you're not spending. The more you spend, the more it grows. Hmm. Karim. I'm very concerned. <laughs> Lara, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Husband, if you get this revelation, you will hand over your, your debit card, your credit card, everything cards to your wife. Say, I hereby commission you to spend. Spend until you are tired. <laughs> Because at the same time, some husbands are very stingy. Ah, baby. Ah. <laughs> That's why some wives don't like shopping with the husband. Ah. Are you sure you really like it? <laughs> So there's a balance on the muscle. So you, you don't have to be stingy. Don't you never say neighbor? neighbor. Don't be stingy, don't be stingy. with your spouse. Your spouse. Spoiler. Spoiler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I do well. I do well. God has helped me. It's been 25 years of grace, you know. <laughs> Uh, but uh, let me confess, initially it was not, ah, we go to those 1999 ending, 2000, go to a store, say, ah, baby, you know, there's baby, there's baby, <laughs> like, well, uh, that's when you become an accountant, it won't balance this month, <laughs> so, I really like it, <laughs> <laughs> you are crying inside. Like, Please don't like this. Like something else. So there's a balance, really. We'll talk about that later on. But the point is, let's start from contentment. 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 Prosperity does not mean being greedy, being covetous, being under pressure. Doing things because people around you are 
doing it. Comparing yourself with everybody. Maybe don't you see where we park a car on Sunday? The kind of cars that surround us. They don't look like our car. But our car is still a car. What's the meaning of your car? A car has four tires. Four wheels. And it can move. Even if you are pushing it, it's still moving. <laughs> Lift up your two hands. I say, I declare in the name of Jesus that I understand God's plan for my prosperity. I have the character to handle the abundance that God has for me. I will not be wasteful but I will understand the purpose and the mission for the increase. Can you give God a shout of praise? Because there are times God will bring increase to you. And the next thing they will say, I want you to take a major part of this increase and use it for this mission. And that mission has nothing to do with you. I'm serious. Because you are simply a steward holding his money. And he wants to be able to freely tell you, can you use this money for these assignments? The money in your account is not just for you. It's for God's purpose. First Timothy chapter 6 verse 10, then we read verse 17 and we're done. First Timothy chapter 6. Did you learn something today? Contentment. One, two, three, read. That's what happens when you have wrong attachment with money. You're like, oh, I need money. I have to do this. I said, no, it's going to get you into trouble. It's going to mess you up. It's going to put you in a sorrowful state. Verse 17. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. Beautiful. 1, 2, 3. Read, read it. Verse 18. Can you see? So why is he making you rich? So that you can be rich in good works. Not just rich in your wardrobe. Oh my God, you didn't hear me. He said, until you are rich in good works, you are not rich. Oh my God. Until you are rich in such a way that you can distribute and give as God desires, you are not rich. So what makes a man rich is not his bank account, it's not his real estate, but the fact that he's rich in what? Good works. Luke chapter 15 verse 21. There was a story told in Luke chapter 15 of how a man, a rich man, did so well and strategized. Oh, God has blessed me. I'm going to keep it for myself. I'm going to do this for myself. Hey. Luke. Luke chapter 15. Where's my glasses? I want to... 
Luke chapter 12, rather. Luke chapter 12, from verse 15. Luke 12, 15. Oh, my God. Say loud and clear. Say, one, two, three, go. Keep on reading. Keep on reading. Let's run it through. 16 all the way to verse 21. Run it. Wait before we continue. This man was doing well, but he was just doing well for himself. He said, I will do this. I will pull down my bands. I will expand my capacity. I will build greater. I will store my crops and all my goods. Listen, naturally speaking, he's just being responsible, right? Move to verse 19. Wait, it's all about him. I have an amazing 401k account. I have a retirement fund in place. My kids are set for life. The educational fund or whatever is set. You know what? I have a house in the village. There's some people until they build a house in the village, they have not prospered. I have a house in the village, I have a house in the city, I have a house everywhere. For many years. Now, let me eat, drink, and be what? Merry. Let me enjoy my money. Verse 20. Wait. So the next time I use food, remember, I got it from somewhere. Who was speaking? Can you read it again? Hmm. In other words, you have been abusing the opportunities I gave you. Fine, you're a rich man, but you're an abusive rich man because you only make it about yourself. Verse 21. Hey! This is deep. Read this again. Hey. Mm. Mm. So, whoever lays up treasure for himself, who does well for himself, every, so, in fact, after today, you will never use that phrase again. I've done well for myself. Ah, no. I'm not supposed to just do well for myself. I'm supposed to be rich in good works and rich towards God. Because if you have only done well for yourself, you are a fool. Michelle, is that not what you said? You said, you're a fool. You saw it? Now ask your neighbor, say, you're not a fool, right? You're not. I believe you're not a fool. I cannot be sitting next to a fool. No, you are not a fool. In the name of Jesus, you are not a fool. Even if you are trying to be a fool, after today, you will not be a fool. Did we learn something today? Life is not meant to be pointed to you until you are reaching good works and reach towards God, you are a rich fool. So I title this message, Are You a Rich Fool?
So a fool can be what? Rich. A fool can be what? Rich. How many mentors have you made for yourself? And God says these are rich fools. These are what? Rich fools. He has this. He has that. God says he's not rich towards me. He's not rich in good works. He's a rich fool. Wow. We hope you've been richly blessed by this teaching from Kingswood Ministries International. Feel free to visit our website at kingswood.org for more inspiring teachings by Dr. K. Ijishasong. There you'd also find other helpful materials and further information about this ministry. God bless you richly.